Welcome to the Mindful Soul Center podcast. My name is Amy Adams. I'm your host and the producer of this podcast. I'm here with Charity Collier, and we are going to talk about uh, meditation today and a lot of other things. But um, Charity, if you don't know who she is, she is a mindfulness and meditation specialist and an addiction and emotional well-being counselor. So hi, Charity. Thanks for joining me today to talk about meditation and mindfulness and all the craziness that's going on. Hi, Amy. I'm so happy to be here and to talk to you and hopefully bring some calmness in all this craziness that's going on, but also educate people on this wonderful course that we have coming up. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it and I'm so excited about it. So maybe we should actually just uh, tell people a little bit about that right now and just maybe Mm -hmm. if you could just tell us a little tiny bit about what the course is, and then um, we can answer some questions throughout our conversation about it, but um, maybe you can just give a little brief overview of what it's going to be. Sure. So it's a four-week course. It's called Living Mindfully, and it is going to be each week you're going to have me uh, going over a little tool that you're going to be implementing throughout the week. Uh, You're going to be able to get some downloaded meditation, so there's always a requirement of meditating and then there'll be some journal prompts as well and in the course it's going to be a really fun portal so you'll be able to share you know what's going on with you I will be checking in periodically uh, answering any questions maybe doing some live streams and stuff but basically it's going to give you the tools of how to live more mindfully not only within yourself but then to expand it to others in your community or as a whole um, society type of way of living. Uh It's kind of like a ripple effect. So when we're kind of like, okay, with ourselves and being present, then uh, we can, it kind of just goes out to the rest of Mm -hmm. the, the world. Right. I mean, and think about it. I always envision like, you know, a parent when I was younger, like if my dad had a bad day at work, right? He would come home and the whole family would realize and the whole ripple effect of a bad day. Well, Mm -hmm. let's turn that around. And if we are as ourselves having, you know, meditation and mindfulness and we're like having this presence of just being present, um, we then spread it to everybody around us, a calmness and Mm -hmm. a more of a present way. We're able to give it to our family, but then to our coworkers you know, just that presence. So it's a ripple right. effect. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's really great. I'm, it's very exciting and I'm really looking forward to you having it here with the Mindful Soul Center and sharing your wisdom and knowledge because um, maybe some people who are listening don't know, but Charity, I also interviewed uh, Charity last year or maybe even the year before about mindfulness. And she is one of the first people to get Uh, in the United States to graduate with a master's degree in this kind of mindfulness meditation. And um, there's really a ton of information in the podcast episode. So I will also put a link for anybody who wants to listen to them because they're really great and you can get to know charity uh, better through the podcast episodes, but also, um, I mean, even though she's kind of changed where her focus is in her other like kind of corporate world uh, from prisons 
to uh, now, uh, what are you doing now? With actually, um, I stepped down from a prison to jail, so I'm actually <laughs> um, people. But I am working right now with the county that I am living in, working in the at the sheriff's office in the detention center. Um, we're working on a grant to help reduce the recidivism rate and booking rate of people with severe mental health issues and substance abuse. Wow, that's really great work. So yeah, that's pretty excited exciting. Okay, so we asked a bunch of questions to people that follow the Mindful Soul Center and also to Meditating Together, which is Charity's uh, Instagram account. So make sure you follow both of them. I wanted to know, and Charity wanted to know, you know, we all go through stress and overwhelm, so how do people deal with it? Like, what are the things, what are the tools that they're currently using right now to get over it? And um, somebody said that they, deep breathing had really changed their life. And then also um, another person said taking a hot lavender bath. Uh, Chooch McGraw said a hot lavender bath. The relaxation that they relax in the hot bath and then they cease overthinking. And so mm -hmm. I'm actually wondering too, though, like does mindfulness by being mindful and practicing mindfulness meditation, does that calm like your overthinking mind or, you know, maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Right. We all have stress, um, obviously, especially right now in this craziness of um, panic, but how to deal with it. I always like to remind people that we're always going to have stress. So looking at the stress that we have. Is it something that is first off short term or long term? All right. And then if we know it's short term, reminding ourselves that we can get through this. Now, what, how meditation and mindfulness comes into play is because we have to be kind of rein ourselves in and mindfulness and meditation helps us do that. The practice of meditation is whenever we get caught off in a, a thought, we have to bring ourselves back to the breath. So when we're in a stressful situation and where our mind is going down that anxiety loop, mindfulness teaches us to catch ourselves, to bring us back to the center of, okay, I'm going to be okay. A lot of things that contribute to uh, anxiety and stuff is that we want to be able to control everything, right? We want to be able to control the stress. Sometimes our stress is uncontrollable. So what mindfulness helps remind you is that you can't control everything and to just maybe let things be. And that's where the breathing, I think, helps because when you start to calm yourself in the breath, you're you releasing all of those, you know, um, hormones and stuff that are going on, energy that's going on inside of you. And you remind yourself that we can't control everything. And that helps us to release some of this need to control that then is like this continued like anxiety around whatever stresses that is happening. Does that make right. sense? Yes, it does. So basically we're learning how to be okay with what is. Yeah. And accepting it because we can't control sometimes outer circumstances or other people, but we can at least uh, control our own states in some yeah. way. So even if the stress Absolutely. is kind of like coming at us from different directions, we have the ability to stop and then breathe and figure it out all out but that that's it can be hard when all that stuff is coming at you and i Absolutely. think that's what we like you know we're 
that's why everybody's freaking out right now. (laughs) Right. And I think what is so important is when we do have whatever mechanism that it is helps you to get through the stress is where it's taking that time out, that pause and going and um, doing that. So that way you kind of go back to the situation in a very different mindset. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're taking that lavender bath, you're kind of disconnecting yourself from everything else and going, getting relaxed, getting in a comfortable place, a better thought system so that you can then go and deal with whatever it is that you need to deal or handle. But you're going to do it in a different way because you've taken a step back. Right. So you were kind of like breaking the pattern. Yeah. Like I kind of loop because I think mm-hmm. we can get caught in kind of a loop, like an endless cycle. And then we spin out of control. So, right. um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, and yeah. And I mean, a couple of the things that questions, answers that I got on Facebook. Um, one of them was, um, someone stated that they like to exercise and exercising is great. And I actually wanted to point out that I actually started meditation from my exercise. So I am big on exercising my bachelor's degrees in exercise physiology. I've always used exercise as a way to um, calm myself to deal with my emotions, because it's at that it's a time where I'm alone in my head. um, And I can kind of sort through my thoughts. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize um, I did a lot of running. And when I stopped running, I missed that time Mm -hmm. that I was in my head dealing, sorting out the thoughts. And that's when I started meditating and sitting down and meditating. Of course, I still exercise. And I, it's definitely a tool that I need. um, But it's also the way that I got to a real formal meditation practice. So exercise is a wonderful coping mechanism, because you're really, believe it or not, you don't realize how much you're thinking and processing through your exercise. Mm-hmm. I think for me, when I was running too, I, I don't run anymore. I, I kind of miss it, but um, I deep breathing was something that mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that I was not breathing that deeply until I actually stopped running too. Uh, right. It's kind of like I look back on it and I was like, oh, wait a minute, I missed that. So <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, it's really, and that's it. You're breathing, and it's all about getting the following the breath. You know, breathe, get, bringing yourself back to your center point. So exercise is wonderful for that because you have to really focus on your breath when you're exercising. Yeah. Okay. So um, I wanted to ask you, though, a lot of people, or maybe I'm just uh, making presumptions or something, but um, I wanted to know about like if people think that meditation, if they're associating it with religion or spirituality or something else, or maybe like it's scary or mysterious or too woo woo. So what do you say to anybody who thinks that that, that it might be something, I I don't know. I, if you could talk Mm -hmm. about that a little bit, that would be right. One of my uh, favorite little sayings that I've heard when it comes to like religion and meditation is um, praying is when you are asking or speaking to God and meditation is where you hear the answers. Uh-huh. So when you're sitting quietly without distractions, you're able to hear your inner voice, your which your guidance through whatever higher power is your higher power. You are able to hear that so much louder than when you're going about your day. So I always mm-hmm. like remind people of, you know, we can't hear the answers unless we're quiet. Meditation, if you want to look at it that way to make it not so scary 
as well is it's, it's taking away the distraction so that you can hear those answers from your higher power. Right. When it comes to the religious aspect of it. So yes, um, meditation and mindfulness came from Buddha and there is a very big religious component, uh, uh, you know, around Buddhism. It is a religion to, in certain countries, but there is a very secular aspect to it as well. Mm -hmm. And I tend to teach more of the secular aspect, although I ha personally have studied a lot of um, the religious parts of it. Uh, I don't ever enforce that on anybody else. I do see um, Buddhism having a very great philosophy to it that it can be implemented and in your life that does not have to be religious. But there is a big religious comp component to it. But there is a very secular, you know, non-religious part of it too that I really encourage people to educate themselves on, especially when it comes to the way of living. And then I understand people think woo-woo uh, when they hear meditation. And I often get very agitated when people come to me and, or they say, oh, so you sit around and go, um, um, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I never, ever do that. I do. Um, <laughs> but, and this is what, there, this is what I'm going to say is there all, there are many, 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 many different forms of meditation. Yes. yes, there is the form that you sit and you um, use OM as a um, focal point for your meditation. There's transcendental meditation where you have a mantra that you repeat over and over again. And then there's the meditation that I like to practice, the um, I always have a hard time pronouncing this, vin, vis, vin, no, Vinasa. Well, it's an open, yeah. open meditation um, where you sit Vipassana. Vipassana. Thank you. <laughs> I always have a hard time pronouncing that. Um, where you are sitting and just being in meditation. So when I teach it, I teach a lot of that, um, either following your breath or just being. So if people are scared, they don't want to sit around and do, you know, OM or say a mantra, then I encourage them to just do that practice of meditation of just sitting and being. Do you think people might be scared, though, too, because they're afraid to be alone with their own thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that could be kind of yeah. scary. If you're, if you're kind of inundated all the time, we have our phones, we're looking at our phones and our mm -hmm. devices, and we're listening to uh, YouTube videos or the Netflix we're watching or doing this and doing that, even on our podcasts. I mean, we're kind of occupying a lot of our time. So all of a sudden when we have to stop and then be with ourselves, it can be a little bit frightening or thinking like, Oh, or maybe you feel like you have to do something like maybe you shouldn't right. be taking this time. And what do you say right. to that too, about like the value of meditation and taking time to do it? Right. So when it comes to taking time for yourself, right, um, we can't be for other people, be there for other people if we are not rested in healthy mind and body. So um, when it comes to meditation and, you know, going in and hearing your own thoughts, yes, they can be very scary, but that is how you learn about yourself and that is how you grow and not make mistakes that you may have made in the past. So when you go inside, get to hold yourself with compassion of not beating yourself up, not having judgment for your thoughts or how you're thinking or anything. Just let it all be. 
And I know that's really hard. It takes a lot of practice. Um, and if you can just sit in it for even five minutes, you, you're going to be more and more comfortable with it. But you got to really be able to just sit there, do it. for. I always start people off with five minutes because the more you do it, the more you're going to be comfortable with it. But you're going to learn so much about yourself and you're going, it's going to expand to other people. You're going to be able to help the others in your life. And I know I hear this so much. Well, I have a, you know, kids I have to deal with. I have a family members I have to deal with. They say this on the plane. And I talk about this in all of my meditation classes and groups. When you're on a plane, what do they say when that oxygen mask comes down? Put it on yourself first mm -hmm. so that then you can help others. Right. So you can't help others if you are not healthy mind and body. So right. I just encourage people to remember that, that taking that five minutes, I don't even, you know, even going into the bathroom and pretending like you're using the bathroom and sit right. for a couple of minutes is taking care of yourself. Yeah. We put often put other people for first and that is, it's not selfish to take care right. of yourself too. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So actually then I do want to actually ask you about the course a little bit then too, because mm -hmm. I think the reason why um, we talked about making this course available to people too, is so that they can have support because yes. I think this is one of the problems because we also did get uh, some answer to our question. What is the biggest obstacle to doing uh, practicing meditation? And um, someone wrote to me uh, that their themselves are the obstacle by saying yes. personal discipline. And then yes. you also heard from someone who said myself. That, that <laughs> so, was myself. <laughs> so basically right. it's this seems to be the problem is ourselves <laughs> ourselves absolutely as our biggest obstacles so one of the things you know i like i like that there's apps out there for meditation right mm -hmm. but you go into the app you set you get the timer it guides you through the meditation but then what Right? You're left with these thoughts. You're left with, do, am I doing this right? You don't have anybody to kind of talk about it. So I really like in this course, you're going to have me and you as a person of support in the portal so that yeah. you can talk about your practice. So when you start and you each have other support, too, because and each other, the, the other members too of the, uh, the group. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're going through the program, you're going through the course, you're doing the things and you have people to talk to about it. And that's what keeps you going because you don't realize the change. You're not verbalizing or realizing some changes that might be happening with you. You're not talking about it when you're just doing it on your own or just, you know, kind of sitting and meditating. And then you're like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know. And then it goes by the wayside, but here you have a bit of accountability as well as you can really talk about it and maybe like, oh, well, tomorrow I'm going to you know, try it a little bit differently or something. Or I realize that that's, this is working for me because you've talked it out with other people. So I think that's one of the best things. And in meditation, it's all about community. And they're called sanghas in, um, in Buddhism. And it is about the community. Although it seems weird that like when you're in a meditation hall and there's 100 people not talking, we're in a community together um, where they're supporting each other. And that's what keeps you going. You, a community is like you want to keep going and you want to do it. And it, you know, if you think about it with anything, 
diets, right? You go Weight Watchers. One of the things about it is you're going in every week and checking in. You um, are meeting people in the class. You have an instructor to answer questions for. And it's successful. And people continue on doing it as well. You know, so looking, that's what's magnificent about courses, this course and other things, you know, community and um, accountability, as well as being able to share your experience. Yeah. And I think when you said too, like, you know, like we're sitting with our thoughts and then maybe you can journal or do different things. Mm -hmm. And I think this is great because you're, um, the way that you'll be teaching this too, you're having journal prompts so that people will be able to uh, deal with some of these things that are coming up. So they'll have support from each other. They'll have support from um, us. They'll have, um, you'll, you'll be doing a couple of lives in the course. So, and so it's for four weeks, right? The course. Yes. Yes. So each week, I mean, the first couple of days you're going to get, um, the intro and, you know, explanation about mindfulness, explanation about meditation. You're going to get the downloaded. There's going to be three levels of meditation. So for those days that you can't get a lot in, there's going to be a five minute and there's a 10 minute and a 15 minute uh, meditation for you to be able to download. You're going to learn about mindfulness um, and learn about meditation. You're going to get the downloads, three different types of downloads for those busy days. So five minutes, that's all. Five minutes. You can do that before bed, um, before you go to, you know, in the morning, you can do it in your car. You know, you don't always have to be closing your eyes, maybe just breathing as you're doing things. And then the 10 minute and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Each week, you're going to get a recording of me explaining the week lesson, why it's important to your life and living mindfully, as well as an activity to implement every day for that week. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be meditating every day and then, you know, with the journal prompts. And we'll post some things in the group, in the, uh, in the course portal mm-hmm. where yeah. people can then uh, share if they want to, but it's not, mm-hmm. uh, it's not obligatory, <laughs> but um, it's actually, you don't have to share like all your personal details about thoughts, but mm-hmm. maybe you want to share like if you did meditate that day or, right. you know, these kinds of, or something that came up for you that you want to share that's really exciting and that you think that other people might benefit from that. So, okay. Absolutely. So, and I will be, and I'll be popping in most likely, you know, throughout the day and, and maybe even asking some questions myself of how the course is going or how, what's, what, what arose for you for that day or something like that, as well as answering questions. Okay, so now that people know about the course and a little bit about it and how it's formatted and accountability and all of these other things, now, what is the cost of the course? Well, the cost of the course, I am turning 47 at the end of the month, so it's going to be $47. However, if you sign up first, I believe it's three days that we launched the course, it is going to be 33.33. So I recommend, uh, you know, getting in the, the first three days to get launched. If not, after the third day, it'll be $47 okay, in honor of my awesome. 47th year. 
So what if I do have one other question though. So what happens if I wanted to take the course, but I know that I'm going to be, I have a lot of work to do that week or something. Is it okay if I start on the second week? I mean, do you feel like, or should I wait till it's offered again or what, what should I do? Yes. So that's a good, I think you could go ahead and make sure you listen to the introduction, the mindfulness and meditation recordings. And then you can jump in if you want to start week one um, in the week two as the course is going on. Um, they, the weeks are a very individual, so they don't build on each other, although meditation practice will be building. Um, so, yeah, you could start in week two and maybe go back at the end and do week one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I highly recommend you doing at least re, um, the introduction, the meditation, and the mindfulness um, recordings wherever right. you jump in. Right. Okay. Well, that's great. So thank you for joining me today to talk about all of this. And then all of the information is going to be uh, listed on the pages on the, on the website and in the descriptions of where this is posted. So please check it out. And thanks for listening and listening to us talk about meditation today. <laughs> so. Absolutely. I'm excited for this course. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited to be a part of the Mindful Soul Center community. And I look forward to doing this course with everyone. I am so grateful for you uh, being here and listening to this podcast. And if you like it, please share it with your friends. Please tell other people about it and leave a review. Music in this production includes God Fury by Anno Domini Beats, Birds by Silent Partner, and Cast of Pods by Doug Maxwell. Until next time. Namaste.